Okay, hello everybody. I'm so excited to be here with Ms. Juliana Lunguzzi. She's a longtime friend and a very impressive person that I met many years ago in Malawi. She's a former member of parliament representing Dedza East, which means that she was legislating in Malawi. And she's held multiple very high level international positions in multiple organizations. Just as of note, um, her opinions do not necessarily reflect that of any of her former employees, current employers, or or future employers, just so you all know that. This is just her speaking, and she and I speaking as friends and advocates for women. So what I would love to do is first welcome you, Juliana. Thank you so much for your time today. It's so good to see you again. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and I would love to get your thoughts on women, the status of women and feminism in Africa. To be honest with you, feminism is a subject that I've never paid attention to. Hmm. I know I advocate for women's rights. I advocate for, you know, like in the work, the, my previous work that I've done, Yeah, it, it has always been in reproductive health. I'm a trained nurse midwife, and as a midwife, you know, our work deals with women. Yeah. But I've never really attached it to the whole concept of feminism. Mm, that's interesting. In my understanding on it. Because if I understand feminism, you're looking at advocating for women's rights on the on the basis of the equality of sexes. Right. So my issues from my background as a Malawian woman, yeah. I, 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 women's needs rights at everywhere, whether it's yeah. at the workplace, whether it's um, in politics. I mean, women yeah. need their space. People right. need to understand that as a, as a woman, there are times that, you know, you will be disadvantaged because, you know, the, women, the men possess a certain level of, power that you know mm-hmm. we we need to agree okay i'll give an example in my political career okay you know a, a man can go somewhere um, you know a, a man can go on a podium mm-hmm. and uh or, or even in a community even go and meet people in a pub or anything like that i can't mm. do that as a woman really so why because um because women are it's not acceptable okay. for women to go into a pub or a bar they do but like in a rural community like mine it's 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 not very usual i see so you find some women who, who women who are drinking but to think that i would sit there and do that yeah. some people who frown at it i remember yeah. a seasoned politician telling me juliana whatever you want to do if you want votes don't go in a pub don't sit in a pub Interesting. that would give a different meaning yeah and you know i really needed to to understand that i needed to take heed of that mm-hmm. if you go to a place a man will be given a chair okay let's have a funeral a, yeah. a man yeah. will be given a chair okay. people will run right a woman they expect you to sit on the floor it's accepted. Mm. So where the definition of feminism, I say, okay, you know, I need to understand I can advocate for anything about women that they need to rise, they need to be considered. Right. And but to say that the sexes are equal, mm. mm-hmm. that we need to understand that they will never, in my opinion, yeah. will never be equal. Yeah. There are some things that if a man does it, it will be okay. If a woman does it, it will work to your disadvantage, especially right. when it comes to leadership and political leadership. Yeah. Um, in that's particular. So yeah, that's interesting. Those are some of the things that are, that's why to me, the, the fight about feminism, yeah. I take it to a certain 
Yeah, well, you okay. kind of have to choose your battles, right? Like maybe it's okay exactly. to let it go about not going into a pub. That's culturally just not going to, it's just not going to be accepted. Yeah, I will fight if somebody said, okay, you can't chair this committee because you're a woman. I will, mm. I will fight. That matters more. That, we are, yeah. we are equal. Yeah. But there are some things where the equal sexes becomes yeah. different. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. I understand that. Yeah. So where do you feel like it's the most important aspect for women to have equality or for women's, like, where is the fight? Where, what battles should we be picking and which fight should we be fighting? To me, when it comes to political battles, let's, let's continue fighting it. Because yeah. it's, you know, for people who are in politics, they are making decisions for the country. And the fact that we don't have most women, I feel somehow... Men, okay, let's say if you have somebody sick in the family, the yeah. people who be at the bedside yeah. caring for that person will be women. Uh, if you okay. have a death, like in my family, the people who be there crying around the coffin will be women. The okay. men, they want to be strong and do this. Interesting. And because of that, when yeah. they are now in leadership, men, there are some things that are not sensitive to. Yeah like how they allocate a budget to a certain area vis-a-vis -vis another area. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to leadership, I want women to still fight. There we, we are equal. I see. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's more of the domestic issues that I would want to separate the, yeah. where the equality comes in. Yes. Right, right. And then for the common person, the you know person who's not in politics or not leading the country like you, where where do you think that um, the status of women is in Malawi? And I realize I'm titling this in Africa, but Malawi is just one country. It doesn't represent all of sub-Saharan Africa or Africa yeah. <laughs> continent. So in I Malawi. We, because, of, because of our culture, we still, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in a way we are still disadvantaged as women and we still need to, you know, to be there at leadership. But when it comes to yeah. a household, yeah. you know, doing some activities, the women will still do others well, the men will still do others. Mm -hmm. And and to think that, okay, you expect that the roles will change overnight. I don't think that would be possible. Yeah. I don't think it can happen like that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel when it comes to, you know, you know, sometimes somebody will tell you uh, the issues of agriculture, let's say loans, the yeah. people who can access loans. I think those are some of the things that we we must make deliberate uh, okay. efforts. The affirmative action comes in. Yeah. That, you know, you shouldn't differentiate between a man and a woman because, you know, these days women can practically do anything. In yeah. those days, you could hardly find a woman in an engineering class. It's very common these days. You, you could find more men doctors compared to women doctors you've been in Malawi, you know that. Yeah, exactly. But things are now different. Nursing, it was only for female. Now the men are coming in. That's so we still, those are the things that we need to remember, that things are changing. We are all transitioning and yeah. it's okay for men and women to do it. I guess the main the difference comes in when you enter your household because yeah. a man, you know, there's a husband and a wife, mm -hmm. so they are the you need to know your roles. Okay. Otherwise, 
there can never be peace. If you mm-hmm. think, okay, today you'll be the one cooking, tomorrow it will be, unless it's just for fun. But, you know, <laughs> basically, you know, the roles of a woman in the house, the roles of a man, and I have yeah. no problem with that. And that's cultural from Malawi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people can organize themselves the way it is. You know, if you mm-hmm. have a baby, you know, the way they want to change the diaper is the woman. Mm-hmm. Fine, but I wouldn't expect that to happen when the woman is sick mm-hmm. or, you know, the woman needs to go to work. Yeah. No. So... So you said something interesting about like accepting loans. So if you're working as a farmer, as a woman, are you, you were saying that like women can't accept loans or they can't, they can't receive loans? No, access becomes a challenge for the women because they don't have collateral. Not, most properties oh, not in their name. So, they so don't those have are credit. the things okay. that we really need to change. Yeah, the fact that, okay, the property, is, it will belong more to the son as opposed to the woman because the woman oh. will eventually get married. Those okay. are some of the things that we need to work on I as see. a country. Okay, yes. yeah, that makes a huge difference for economic mobility. Yes, yes, the fact that, you know, you know, who goes to the hospital, it has to be the woman who goes to the hospital, the children, all the money is working. You know, those are the things that we can mm-hmm. continue working on to make sure they change because yeah. I'm also a professional. I also need to make a trip. I also need to go to meetings and right. stuff. Right, 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 right. So what do you think? Okay, because just thinking from your other hat, you were a midwife for many, many years. Um, so you were taking care of women in, you know, potentially the most dangerous time of their lives where there's so many risks, um, unfortunately, for for passing away or for becoming ill or, or having a, you know, disability. Um, what do you think about the status of women and when it comes to reproduction or, re- or you know, childbirth? Like, do you think there's an issue there or does it translate to that, to that realm of things when you... No, I, I, to me, I mean, this, that's something we can't change, whether we like it or not. I know people are <laughs> talking about so many things these days. Yeah. You Women still are the ones who have to give birth. What we, like in the Malawi setting, what we need to would change, which is, which is changing, I must admit, mm. is the role of women, with, uh, you know, the supportive role of a man when the woman is pregnant. Oh, interesting. You know, they need to be there. They need to go for antenatal together. Okay. You know. They, they, so that's happening more that men are coming yeah, to those it's appointments? Happen, it's happening more. You see men being more involved with the pregnancy, yeah. wanting to be there when the woman is delivering. Oh, to the really? Baby. I never when saw I, that when, when I was in Hawaii. <laughs> No, no, you're working at a public hospital, so yeah. it's it's difficult because okay. of the privacy issue. You can't have all those men in that one, you know, yeah. delivery room where you have 10 women labeling at yeah. bottom hospital. So yeah. you couldn't see that. That's as well. Yeah. But those are the things that we are changing and we want to see that, you know, things are changing. Yeah. And do you think that's for the better? Yeah. Like, do you think that's good? Or what do you think about that? To me... I think it's it's good. It, yeah. it, needs, it needs to happen. It needs to change. We need that change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yes. it's hard for a person to advocate for themselves when they are in labor, right? It's such a, a painful process. And so even having anybody there with you, I mean, I guess what I saw at the public hospital was oftentimes it was a mother-in-law there with the woman delivering. Um, and I, I think it's different status-wise, like culturally, to have a man there compared to a mother-in-law. Um, so if if he's concerned or if he has um, an issue with what's happening and while she's in labor, he could say something 
maybe a little bit more freely. Is that true? Like, what do you think about that? I mean, if she's there in labor alone and there's an issue or she's scared or she's worried about something, she might not be able to speak up just because of the physical pain of of what's happening in labor. But if there's someone there with her, they can ask questions, they can get information. And I would assume that a man maybe be able to do that more than um, her mother-in-law in terms of just gender, like culturally. I guess when it comes to pregnancy, we need to take it as a journey. So mm. it shouldn't start when you're laboring. You need to be there. Oh, uh, you know, I've missed my period. Yeah. I think I'm one month, I'm two months old. You know, yeah. you need yeah. to get both excited, both into it, naming the baby, doing mm-hmm. the baby shopping and what have you. So that even going to labor, mm-hmm. you've read about it and you know the processes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it should be easier. So it's not so, just all on the woman, basically. Yes, yes. So okay. while pregnancy was a woman's issue and a women's issue, yeah, it, it has to be a, a couple's issue. I see. So they journey together and even that talking becomes easier because they have been there together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I That makes sense to me. I mean, and I think that would help women. I and Unfortunately, like in, in Malawi, there is a very high maternal mortality Right. And it's for a lot of different reasons. But if you have a team approach in a way to the whole process from the beginning, then maybe maybe it could affect outcomes. I don't know. You know, I've thought about it Mm -hmm. to say that's something that we might want to think about. Yeah. It has to be about us. Yeah. Yeah. Not her, not them. Right. I mean, when, so yes. most of my work in Malawi was with women with obstetric fistulas, as you know, and I know you've been involved with, with um, organizations helping women with fistulas. And one of the things we always were talking about is we've got to get the men involved too, so that they know how, how women end up with fistulas um, during labor, if they're not getting care um, fast enough, or if they're not getting the appropriate care at the right time. And that if men realize this is, you know, such a big problem and it affects them too, then it's not just the women by themselves trying to make things better or trying to prevent fistula. You have the other half of the population helping um, to prevent fistulas. The challenge that we have with fistula is like somebody has a fistula, the man is almost never there. Mm-hmm. You've taken care of women with fistula. They're yeah. never there close to them. Yeah. They made them pregnant. They had a problem. Now they are, it's them with the problem. Let, let us move on. Mm. So those are some of the things that we need to talk about so yeah. that they know that it's not an individual thing. It's right. It happened because you made her pregnant and this is an accident. Let's be together. Right. So, that's so I said they need to work together. From the very beginning. Yeah. They yeah. Need to go- from the, the very beginning, yes. Yeah. So you think that that is starting to change now, like that at least in the private sector, it seems like so more men are coming to deliveries, coming to pregnancy appointments, things like that. I've seen it. You you know, you go you go to antenatal, you see a man yeah. going there, they are so involved, even in delivery. They yeah. are trying to do, you know, there was a program where they are trying to put privacy so that, you know, the men are there in the labor room. Yeah. So it was working out. And to me, that's the way to go as opposed yeah. to just looking at it as the woman's issue. Right. So. Well, it's interesting, Juliana, because it does mean that like infrastructure would need to be changed because like you said, in the public yeah. hospital, it's a big room and there's maybe 10 women that's, laboring together until they has, go for the delivery room. <laughs> That's what has made it difficult for us to, you know, to implement it wholly because 
you know, labor laws are not only for individuals, they are for yeah. a, a group, I mean, yeah. a, for the women. Yeah. Yes. So if those sort of trends would be to continue through the public hospital, which is most of the population, right? Like it's a much higher percentage of the population going to public hospitals, then there really would have to be some infrastructure change, which usually comes from the the clients demanding that, you know, like more more of the husbands showing up and saying, hey, we want to be here. Um, or the women saying, we want my family, we want my husband to be here. Um, and you know maybe it's it's you know sometimes it's a matter of putting curtains there mm-hmm. so that it's there in their privacy mm-hmm. uh, in their cubicle. Yeah. And at times you're also not looking at you know instead of well, thinking huge infrastructure change. Yeah. Sometimes you go to health center. There's only one labouring woman. Yeah. She's there with her sister or somebody. Yeah. Let the man there. Let it be known. We and the more we talk about it, the more the changes will come. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love yeah. that. That's that is the underlying um I think theme that I come back to for all different aspects of women's health is the more we talk about it, the more those things can start the to change. Things, yeah. yeah. And like you know, family planning shouldn't be a woman's issue. The men mm-hmm. should be involved. They should know what kind of uh you know contraceptive you're taking and all that. I mean you yeah. hardly hear men doing that. Sometimes yeah. you have a couple where you know it's 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 okay to get I mean it's common for women to get yeast infection for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But somebody can even confuse them all, okay, you have a, an STI. Yeah. Yet it happens. Right. Why? Because they never talk about it. So it's about right. the conversation that needs to be there about reproductive health, about women's health, about women's yeah. lives. Yeah. It's very important. I think that's yes. a really good point that you say. We need to keep talking about it. We need to have the conversations. And even if we're talking about feminism in the way of advocating for women, we can't leave it only in the realm of women. It needs to be no. an issue for everybody. Yeah, and I think what makes what makes some a man kind of anxious about feminism. Yeah, it's I think uh, the the last bit where we're saying the sexes are equal. We know they're right. not equal. They're different. Okay, they're different. They mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to redefine mm-hmm. to say, you know, while the sexes are different, mm-hmm. we are one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we need to coexist. Right. And nobody should not be disadvantaged just because they have a penis or a vagina. Exactly. Because that's, exactly. that's what it comes up to. Because when is. you look about the sex, it's about the vagina and the penis and the birds right. and the breasts. <laughs> right. But <laughs> those things will exist. But within that, yeah. nobody should be disadvantaged because that because we are all human beings and we all have equal rights because we are human beings. So, yeah. The most important thing is the, the human being. Right. So even if culturally you are not the same, you have a different functions, you have different roles, you have different things, you know, it's it's about equal rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it's sure. such a pleasure talking to you and I'm always inspired and I can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs>